Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Andrew Collins is a writer, historian living in the United Kingdom. He's the author of more than a dozen books that challenge the way we perceive the past. In 2008, Andrew and a colleague, Nigel Skinner Simpson, discovered a previously unrecorded cave complex behind and beneath the Pyramids of Giza, which has brought him worldwide acclaim. And, of course, his latest work is called The Cygnus Key, The Denosoban Legacy, Golbekli Tepe, and the Birth of Egypt. Andrew, welcome back, my friend. Hi, George. Yeah, yes, it's... uh... Uh, just about 8 o'clock in the morning here, but I'm bright and well and ready for a good interview here. And, and I'm on the West Coast, so it's a, it's a, it's a 12, 11 a.m. right now. And uh, right. here we go. <laughs> the subtitle of the book is called The Dedosavan Legacy. Yeah. What are yeah. they? What is that? Um, we're talking about a completely previously unknown uh, group of pre-humans, basically. Um, the anthropologists call them um, hominins, basically. I basically, as part of the human group, but prior to us modern homo sapiens or modern humans, as we call it. And we had no knowledge of their existence until 2010, when a finger bone that was found in a cave in the Altai Mountains of southern Siberia uh, was examined, and the genome of it, the, the DNA, was found to actually come from this absolutely unknown uh, human species. And what's so important about this is not only has other fossil uh, remains been found um, of this particular species, who is today known as the Denisovans after the cave that they were discovered called the Denisova Cave, but it would also seem that they had incredible technology uh, and possibly hmm. even a very developed understanding of the heavens, the celestial bodies, eclipse cycles, um, and that they may well have passed on this legacy to the earliest modern humans that uh, passed through this region, um, southern Siberia, Mongolia, um, prior to around 40,000 years ago when the Denisovans disappear from history. Uh, and this technology is absolutely quite extraordinary. Um, they created jewellery that was so beautiful that um, it's not seen again for at least another twenty, thirty thousand years. Wow! Um, they had bone needles, the first ever in the world, suggesting that they wore tailored clothing. They may well have ridden horses. Um, they created the first musical instruments, uh, and all the evidence that I'm putting together would seem to suggest that they were absolutely fascinated by the celestial bodies and the time cycles associated with them um, and recorded these down um, on uh, things like bone plates and things like that. Um, and that these, in, this information contained the most extraordinary number sequences, uh, numbers like 54, 108, 216, 432, which crop up in much later times within 
cosmological myths and legends, and also within sacred architecture, all the way around the world, from Mesopotamia to India to Cambodia, Java, um, China, even in Northern Europe, to do with cosmic time cycles. And, and you have to ask yourself, if this is the case, then who were these Denisovans? You know, what, what, what more can we, we find out about them? And what exactly was their impact on the beginning of our own civilization? What did they look like, Andrew? Well, everything tends to suggest from the fossil remains that we have that they were extremely large in size and possibly in height as well. Uh, and it is very likely that they are remembered in legend as giants. Uh, and in the very area where the evidence of their existence has been found, which is, as I said, in the Altai Mountains of southern Siberia and Mongolia, um, there are legends to do with these, um, this, this population of giants who handed to humanity not just their own ancestry, you know, in other words, they were the founders of clans and tribes, but also that they taught us how to uh, create bridges, um, irrigation ditches, um, the first musical instruments, the first uh, stone monuments. Uh, and I think there's a strong possibility that this is actually a memory of the Denisovans and their immediate hybrid descendants, because there is also a lot of evidence uh, that we actually interbred with hmm. the Denisovans when, when our earliest ancestors passed through this region, going gradually eastwards towards the eastern and south, southeastern part of Asia, um, and that, that this, um, this ancestry... Um, has, is something that's crucial to us understanding exactly who we were and where civilization came from. Could you call them giants, Andrew? Um, I would, yes. I mean, I think it, it's a little bit like, you know, when somebody, uh, you know, catches a fish and um, you say what size it was and uh, it gets bigger. gradually extend. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that the, the folklore myths and legends would suggest that they were a lot taller than what they actually are. But I think we're probably looking at individuals that were, if you could imagine, the biggest wrestlers that, you know, that, that fight for, for the, you know, WWE. That's the type of size that the Denisovans were. Now, I'm not saying that every single one of their community was like that, but it does seem as if at least some individuals as part of this population actually look like this. Were they the Nephilim of the biblical days? Um, I think that there is a possibility, yes, that some of wow. the traditions to do with the Watchers, the Nephilim, the Anunnaki, that talk about them being of extreme size, is a distant memory of the Denisovans and their hybrid descendants. Because even after the Denisovans disappear, from prehistory around 40,000 years ago, you'd have still had their hybrid descendants, and they would have carried their, their, their physical appearance, their mindset, um, you know, and also their legacy, quite clearly. Um, and th this is a, very, very important. I mean, I mentioned the word mindset here, because it does also appear that the Denisovans had a very unique mindset, because... When the genome was sequenced um, of the Denisovans in 2010, which was how we, we first discovered that they existed as an independent population, what it was found 
is that they had certain genes that relate very specifically to autism in modern populations. Uh, and now this doesn't necessarily mean that the Denisovans were autistic, but it does suggest that they had a mindset that could have thought in a manner which modern autistic people, people on the autistic spectrum, may well have you know, uh, thought in a similar way. And what I mean by that is these time cycles, these, this, this, the monitoring of, of the sun, the moon and the stars and long-term eclipse cycles uh, and generating these cosmic numbers and projecting them forward to create uh, numbers which were uh, thousands, even millions of, of digits, uh, not digits, but, but you know, in, in length, millions of, of numbers in length, um, could well have come from a savant-like mindset, an autistic-like mindset. And it may well be that they are the source of these cosmic time cycles and that they passed them on to our earliest ancestors and said to them, you know, just never forget these. These are very important. You can use these. And that we've remembered them and we've put them into sacred architecture. They're contained with our, within our cosmological myths and legends. Uh, and they appear all around the world, the same numbers, 432, 216, 108, 54. They're there everywhere. And, I mean, people like my colleague Graham Hancock and others have tried to find the source of these numbers, suggesting that they belonged to a lost civilization. Mm. Um, and I think that we may just have found that lost civilization. Might they have been extraterrestrials? Um, I don't think that they were extraterrestrials. I think that they were born and bred on Earth, and they had several hundred thousand years to develop the mindset and physiology that they actually had, which was obviously a lot longer than our own ancestors, because, I mean, the earliest modern humans, in theory, uh, only go back about to around 300,000 years ago. But the Denisovans had been around for several hundred thousand years, you know, before they disappeared. And that's a long time to develop your own, you know, your, your own mindset, physiology. Um, and I think that this is one of the reasons why they became so technologically advanced. But, of course, the big question now is what impact did they have elsewhere in the world? We know that they were in Siberia, uh, almost certainly Mongolia, um, but where else were they? Uh, I mean, the modern populations that still carry Denisovan DNA or Denisovan ancestry can be found in many different places of the world, everywhere from China, Southeast Asia, to Melanesia, to Australia, all the furthest reaches where our earliest ancestors reached probably as much as forty to 50,000 years ago. Um, and it's a, it, we're in its infancy at the moment. The understanding of the Denisovans is something which we're all trying to get to grips with. I mean, my colleague uh, Graham Hancock, for instance, he went out to the Denisova cave where these bones were found last October. He's into it. It will appear in his books when they come out next. And my, I know some of my other colleagues are working on this. And the archaeologists realize how important they are as well. Um, they they realised that some of the earliest inventions of our ancestors, particularly in the area of Siberia, may well have come from our contact with the Denisovans. Um, and therefore, this is not just a fringe idea. This is something that's going to grow and grow and grow as the years go by. 
Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.